Welcome to Are You Serious Mus? Uh, we just had our food delivered, so uh, Lauren was our waitress. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lauren, in case this uh, TV thing doesn't work out. And just to make sure, George, we're good to go. We're set. All right. We're on. We are on. Welcome to uh, you episode. Want your food? I do. I'm starving. Um, welcome to episode hey. 34. Are you serious, Miss? Um, let's give a big round of applause for all of you who showed up. We have been so incredibly excited about this, and it's finally here, and it does feel like we're having a good party. Uh, 7.30 came quick. Yeah, you sound awful, by the way. Oh, but thank you're not, you. But you're not contagious. No. No, whose is this? That's my salad. Mark's thank hands you. coming <laughs> thank in you. my face. Thank you, Mark. Uh, thank you, Mark. <laughs> I'm not contagious. Uh, I've been on an antibiotic for four days. So, yeah, let's just talk about it. Uh, Saturday came down yep. with whatever's going around. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has already mentioned it. They thought the podcast was going to be canceled. No. No. I texted you. I was yeah. a little worried. They, yeah, we had the conversation Monday. They tested me with flu and RSV and COVID and strep. We're negative. We're here. Yeah, we're he, not canceled. He told me Monday he was getting sick, and I was like, well, better now than Thursday. Yeah, the, we're doing the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So here we are. We're here. Also, uh, can we, before we talk about some stories, can we give a big shout-out to Lombardo's? Huge shout-out to Lombardo's. Um, <laughs> they have been so great, so accommodating. Uh, everybody's eating, everybody's drinking, which is fantastic. Which Mark's is just, got love. a shot up over here. Mark has a shot up, so we're literally looking at Mark's slim phone up a little. to see. I know, I'm in the good seat tonight. Yeah, you're good. Um, Anyways. Huge thanks to George and the WBF crew who is here. Yeah. Got everything set up, making us look good, making everything possible. Uh, we've got the morning team here, a lot of previous podcast guests. I love. Uh, we've got Lauren, we've got Darion, we've got Anya, we've got Kristen, um, all podcast guests, right? Sarah, that we've, has been in the podcast. Yeah, Sarah, um, our director of the podcast. Which we need to have so, on So, yeah, so huge thanks to all of them for uh, – being out here and helping us out tonight. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're going to have a fun time. I'll be honest with you. We have no agenda. Nope. Uh, the Steelers play at 820. Uh, <laughs> so if you see me pull my phone up, it's because we're watching football too. Uh, but we're going to have a good time. I can't just thank you all enough. Uh, when we started this podcast 34 episodes ago, I don't think we would have ever thought of doing anything like this. No, no. And we thought we were doing good when we did the season finale for season one. Um, which, who was there for season one finale? I know Mark was, Rose, George, all the, yeah, all you folks were there. We didn't know if we were going to make it through. Because um, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot. Um, but now we're kind of in our groove, I feel like. Yeah, And for we sure. crank this thing out once a week. And this is, without a doubt, one of the highlights of my week is doing the podcast every week. Yeah, I look forward to it. I look forward to those mornings where we have no idea what we're going to talk about. But I do know what we're going to talk about next. Uh, if you follow us on social media, I feel like we have to bring up. First off, I'm sitting next to uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Uh, let's talk about I'm that Batman. first. What in the world happened? Have you all seen the story on Facebook oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. of the bat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Andrew calls out sick Monday. He's like, I can't work Tuesday morning. So I go to bed. I get up at 3 o'clock. Oh, oh, Dennis. Wait, wait, wait. Dennis, get in here. This is Dennis, the hey, bartender at Lombardo's. Um, wait, get in here, Dennis. Can you get in? Can you scooch in? Scooch way in. Uh, this is Dennis, without a doubt, one of the best and most. You're almost there. Um, you're almost there. But there it is. There it is. Without a doubt, the best bartender in Myrtle Beach. Um, who agreed to have us here, who's also just happens to be a huge WNBF fan. I think he likes Lauren more than he likes me, but that's and okay. Us, yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. And maybe and maybe Darion. Darion yes. But it's fine. It's fine. Um, I still get the best drink. So, Dennis, huge round of applause to you and Lombardo's. Thank you for having us here. We love you. We love you. Now get to work. Thank you. So let's go back to Batgate. Yeah, Batman. Batgate. So I'm working for Andrew Tuesday morning, which means I have to get up. And get out the door really early. So I get up at 3 o'clock Tuesday morning, and I let the dogs out. And as I... <laughs> I guess they're delayed. <laughs> There's a delay, yeah. So they're just now seeing Dennis in the bar. Hey, bar. How's it going, bar? Anyways. 
so I get up at three o'clock Wednesday morning or Tuesday morning, and I let the dogs out the back door, which is my routine. And as I turn around, I see this brown thing sitting on the floor. And my first thought is one of the dogs, you know, on the floor. So I get up to it a little bit closer, and its little wing kind of poked out a little bit. And I was like, okay, so that's a bat. Well, I give myself about 45 seconds every morning to get up, make my coffee, get out the door, and get to work. There's not a second to spare. So there was nothing I was doing with this bat that morning. So I put a bowl over it, a glass bowl. The bat survived until I got home. I took pictures of the bat. I posted it on social media. Ha ha, funny, whatever. But the bat was very sort of weak, and I could tell it was sort of out of it. I did a little research while I was at work that morning on what to do if you find a bat in your house, whatever. So I followed everything, did all the protocols, and it. the number one thing was that it was probably a little dehydrated and a little hungry. So I gave it one piece of food and an orange slice, and I put it in a box. And within about an hour, this bat was scurrying around that box. The dogs were going crazy. But the other thing, if you find a bat, is you can't let it go until sunset. Otherwise, they'll basically just sit there. So I had to wait until sunset to release this bat out of its box. Sunset comes along. I put it on a tree. It scurries up the tree, and away it goes. I had a Christmas party to go to Tuesday night. When I get home from the Christmas party at 9 o'clock, I start checking my emails. There's an email from our secretary at WNBF News who says, hey, you got a really urgent phone call from the depart from DHEC saying that a lot of people have called and emailed concerned that you now have rabies because of your, you know, thing with the bat. I'm like, okay, I kind of blew it off, whatever. She left her number. Well, then I go to Facebook and I'm kind of reading through the comments and I notice I have a new message on Facebook. It is from the Horry County director of DHEC, who says it is imperative that you call us immediately. We have opened a case. You now have a file on you, and we have to ask you questions about this bat. I'd had a couple of drinks. It was 10 o'clock at night. I had worked the morning show. I said, you know what? I'm going to deal with it in the morning. So I called her the next morning. She ended up being the sweetest lady but it was a full 20-question survey about where I found the bat, how I handled the bat, how the bat got in. They got my dog's uh, vaccine records, my address, everything you could ever imagine about this little bat because they are such huge carriers of rabies. Thankfully, I did everything right. I had the big rubber gloves, you know, that you use to, like, make barbecue yeah. that don't burn your hands. When I did move the bat into a box, not only did I put on those gloves, but I used a pair of tongs <laughs> to pick up the bat. Did you throw them away? And put, I threw the tongs okay, away. good. Yeah, and the good. gloves away, and the box and everything else. I used the tongs to put the bat into the box, so I avoided any physical contact. But DHEC does not mess around with bats in South Carolina. It is crazy. This is what's wild. I don't even know if I should be saying this. <laughs> DHEC may call me again tonight or tomorrow morning. There have, in the past 10 years, there have been two people in South Carolina who have died of rabies. Oh, people who have died of rabies. Yeah, I'm bringing the podcast down right now. One of them was a doctor who didn't know he got bit. The bat came into his bedroom. And basically, you usually after you're bit, you have like six months. So he didn't know that he had been bit until he started to show symptoms. Oh. And he was like, oh, yeah, I remember that time there was a bat in my bedroom. Oh, my the God. Other, that was in 2016. The other death was in 2010. And it was an elderly man who knew he was bit by a bat, but was terrified of needles, which we all know the rabies therapy. It's the shots in the stomach. The guy was afraid of needles and so did not do the therapy and died six months later from rabies. So I know everything about rabies. Here's another thing. Welcome to Are You Serious, by the way. If I've learned so much about bats. I know this is a weather podcast, but I'm obsessed with bats. Here's another thing. If a bat shows up in your bedroom, oh. you are basically guaranteed to have to get the rabies shots. Yes. Yes, because their mouths are so tiny. I don't know if you all saw the picture of the bat. It was that big. 
He looked cute. Their mouths are so tiny that a lot of people don't even know they've been bit. A lot of times they'll just scratch you. Even if it's flying around and you're trying to get it out of the house, if it just kind of clips you, that's enough to transmit rabies. So what their what DHEC's concern is, is the number one, this is going to scare you, the number one way bats get into our houses, they'll get into the attic, and they get into the house through the vents in the bathrooms connected to our bedrooms that we sleep in with the door closed. That's how you get rabies from a bat. Carry on. <laughs> I don't know how to transition out of that. So that's my bat story. It's been a crazy week with the bat. Other than the bat, though, how's Jamie doing? Everything's good. Everything else is fine. It's been a good week. Happy to be here. Having a good time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that we have a record number of people tuning in online right now. Do we really? At one point, I looked, it was 83. I think right now it's 60. That is good. I bored them with the, with the bats. They, they were like, what is this? So we have people in the back designated to get your questions if you are watching us. Uh, Melissa, I think that was your name. I'm going to stick with it. Melissa told us, and we mentioned this at 5 and 6, yeah. uh, she was getting her family together. She was going to do a big order of pizza, sit her kids down. The, the kids are weather fans. Love it. So, Melissa, I'm sure you're watching. Thank you. Yes, thank uh, you. For being with us virtually. Should we talk weather? I mean, I guess. Yeah. and then We're we'll a weather podcast. Uh, you want to talk snow? Yeah, let's talk snow. So, let's start with this. Uh, I'm not trying to age anybody. Who was here in 1989? We got two. That's it. That's it. Just two people here All in right. 1989. What about the bar? But okay. not right. Not at Christmas 1989. So, if you're new to the area, if you didn't know about it, Myrtle Beach in its entire history has had one white Christmas. That white Christmas was in 1989, and not only was it a white Christmas, it was the biggest snowstorm ever recorded. <coughs> in Myrtle Beach in the Grand Strand. And meteorologically speaking, yeah. it is one of the more one of the most remarkable storms and weather events ever to hit this area. And I think what makes it even more fascinating and amazing, and I can only imagine what the crazy media would do in these days. <laughs> um, the amazing thing about that snowstorm in Christmas of nineteen eighty nine was that it started literally three months to the day after Hurricane Hugo. So imagine getting devastated in the end of September by Hurricane Hugo, a Category 4. Three months to the day later, you get the biggest snowstorm that's ever recorded. It's at Christmas. This place comes to a standstill. Record cold. Just an unbelievable system. Uh, very weird system, too. I was looking. I sent you an email this morning because I was just doing what you do on YouTube. Deep diving yeah. into, yeah. like, 1999 snow, 1989 snow. Uh this system started out with snow in Galveston. Snow in Galveston, Texas. That's it. Yeah. Like, went all the way through. And then if you were talking, uh, we've talked about Are You Serious? 500 millibars, jet stream. Yeah. Uh, very perpendicular. Like yeah. a deep trough and then a cutoff low. Yeah. Perfectly placed to the south of the Carolinas. Uh, for the people that made a reservation, I want to do something special for you on tonight. I have hand-drawn weather maps from the 1989 snowstorm and articles that I think, if you're a weather enthusiast, you're going to love. I'm going to pass this around the room while I we talk it. about it. Yeah. Uh, because it was a one-of-a-kind event that really took place. So, 1989, uh, it started, obviously, like we said, Galveston, Texas. Very deep jet stream yeah, so, coming through. Yeah, so kind of the way that snowstorm started, and it's it's kind of... It's an extreme example of what we look for now when we're looking for winter weather here on the coast. Uh, this is obviously taking that to the extreme. But basically, uh, December 1989, it had been a pretty cold month. But on the 21st of December 1989, a um, huge chunk of cold air came down out of Canada. When I say it was cold, it was record cold. Uh, there were places in Kansas and Nebraska uh, on December 21st that dropped to 40 to 50 below zero with just the actual temperature. That cold air spread across the East Coast, and that cold front pushed through the Carolinas the night of December 21st. By the morning of December 22nd, temperatures here 
uh, we're generally between about 15 and 20. So that's yeah. obviously really cold for our area. Um, but they continued to fall through the day on the 22nd, which was really remarkable. The front that brought that cold reached all the way down into the Gulf of Mexico. An Arctic front. Yeah, Arctic front reached all the way down into the Gulf of Mexico, and then it just kind of stopped from central Florida into the Gulf of Mexico. And anytime you have a front that just kind of stops in the Gulf of Mexico, you kind of watch it because that tends to be an area where low pressure starts to development to develop. Well, that's what started to happen late in the afternoon on December 22nd. That's when it started to snow in Galveston, Texas. I don't think you realize how unusual that is. Snow in Galveston is sort of the equivalent of snow in Key West. It just, it's ex- exceedingly rare, but that just gives you an idea of how cold this air mass was. By 7 o'clock on December 22nd, it was snowing and sleeting in Jacksonville, Florida, Gainesville, Florida. It started to snow in Savannah and oh. Charleston around, 10 o'clock, around 7 o'clock that night. And by 10 o'clock, on December 22nd, 10 o'clock that night, it started to snow in Myrtle Beach. All the while, it's snowing, and that Arctic air is still pushing in. So if you've been here a couple of years, or if you've been here long enough to have experienced a little bit of the snow that we've seen here, it snows, and it might be 32. If it's a cold snowstorm, it might be 29. But we're usually right around freezing when we get snow. That night, as the snow started to fall, the temperature got all the way down to around 10 degrees. And by the morning of December 23rd, there was already five inches of snow on the ground. And the temperature was sitting at 10. And it snowed that entire day, all the way through December 23rd. Temperatures fell through the day. By the afternoon, at the heart of the storm, now this is Myrtle Beach. This is what blows your mind and blows my mind if you've been here for any length of time. In the middle of the afternoon on December 23rd, the temperature is about 9 it is snowing at one to two inches per hour. The wind is blowing 30 to 35 miles per hour. So we're basically getting legitimate blizzard conditions here in Myrtle Beach. And that's not just here. That's up and down the coast. It's doing that in Charleston. It's doing that in Wilmington. It's doing that in Cape Hatteras. But you know where it's not doing that? Charlotte, Atlanta, Raleigh. The snow only made it about as far west as Interstate 95. Yeah. If you were west of Interstate 95, it was a cloudy, bitter cold day, but no snow whatsoever. What was amazing to that, um, when I was going back and looking at this stuff, you had this system that developed, and basically moisture from the warm front mm-hmm. came in. That low pressure eventually got cut off mm-hmm. uh, to where the low pressure at one point was bringing moisture around and just dumping yeah. bands of snow. Now, if you're a snow lover like me and Jamie, I hope and pray we can get it again. Yes. The totals were <laughs> remarkable. Double-digit totals, totals in Horry County. Yeah. Uh, I think so, you have some of them. So it snowed all the way through the day on the 23rd, snowed all night the, tw- the 23rd, the snow finally stopped around mid-morning to midday on Christmas oh, Eve. Magical. Um, yeah, can you imagine waking up Christmas Eve morning uh, with snow? So at least locally, if you talk Horry County, uh, the highest totals here in Horry County were 16 inches, uh, which was in Loris. <laughs> oh. The official total in Myrtle Beach was 14 and a half inches. Oh. But remember, most of the time that snow was falling, the wind was blowing at 30 to 35 miles per hour. If you've ever lived somewhere where it snows and the wind blows, all of our viewers, you know about snow drifts. We yeah. don't get snow drifts in South Carolina. The snow drifts were four to five to six feet tall. And something else that is unusual around here is again, if you've been here for one of our previous little snows, we usually get the heavy, wet snow that sticks to everything. That's not the kind of snow you get when it's snowing at eight degrees. It is like pure powder. It is pure powder snow. So that snow was blowing everywhere, causing those drifts, shutting down everything. Um, as impressive as the totals were here, the actual, the real bullseye of that storm uh, was from around <laughs> Calabash up through about Jacksonville, North Carolina. And there were a lot of spots in there that picked up 18 to 20 to 22 inches um, of snow, which is just unbelievably remarkable 
uh, when you think about it, I, I would be happy with Andrews eight inches. Yeah, like right. Andrews eight inches, Marion eight inches, Charleston eight inches. This is all Christmas morning, by the way. Dylan six inches. Uh, how about Conway, thirteen and a half. Uh, yeah, but you but again, I freaked out over. But again, you get the, here. that morning uh, when it finally stopped, Florence was like two. Yeah, Darlington was a dusting. Uh, so it was a it was strictly a coastal coastal snowstorm. Now imagine uh, it's December twenty third. It's December twenty fourth. Everybody's traveling, trying to go over the river and yeah. through the woods. Uh, so I ninety five was shut down in just multiple places, basically from uh, eastern North Carolina through South Carolina. All the bridges around Charleston had to be shut down. All the bridges in Jacksonville, Florida had to be shut down. And as that storm finally pulled away and got its colder air really cranking in on the backside, uh, there was snow falling in Tampa. There was snow falling in Daytona Beach. Uh, There were flurries reported in Orlando, Florida. Uh, So that just gives you an idea of the just incredible magnitude um, of the cold of that storm. Um, Everybody know uh, Lake Waccamaw just across the border up in Whiteville? Frozen. Uh, frozen solid to two feet thick, two feet thick. We don't get that around here. You can two feet thick. You can drive your truck or a car out onto a lake. That's frozen two feet thick. Um, there was ice on the waterway, the waterway you could walk across, uh, because the ice was so thick plus the snow on top of it. So just really just a a historic, uh, barely even starts to touch it. If you never, especially for the people in the room and even people tuning on, uh, if you've never looked at the video, from 1989 i encourage you to be that homework in between season two and season three uh there's a lot in fact i'll go in later on probably this week and post some of those links i sent to jamie there's a video of a skier on the beach yeah with snow drifts and he's skiing and you see the waves crashing he's in at least 14 inches of snow oh yeah just plowing through it it's the coolest video that I hope one day we see here, but yeah, and be on the path. To, to sort of top that off, so Christmas Eve day, the snow finally stopped, the sun came out, but it was still bitter cold. Well, you'll probably, you've often heard us say on television that the perfect recipe for a really cold night is clear skies and calm winds. Yeah. If you have clear skies and calm winds, you're going to get your temperature to drop really far. It's kind of like what we had last night. Well, if you have the clear skies and if you have the calm winds and if you have snow on the ground, you can get temperatures that just absolutely tank. So that is what happened the night of Christmas Eve night into Christmas morning. So Christmas morning, temperatures here along the beach were between about zero and five degrees. Zero and five. You get inland just a bit, um, and temperatures were between about five below zero and zero. I think Florence was around zero to minus one. Um, uh, just north of here where the snow was even deeper, Wilmington was minus four to minus five. Yeah. Uh, just unbelievable cold. And we don't have the infrastructure for that kind of cold. Think back to last Christmas when we had that cold snap last Christmas and we got down to what, 16? Yeah. For two or three nights yeah. and pipes were busting. Jason, Darion said, too cold. Yeah. Too cold. But just, but just think about it. We had what, three nights with temperatures between about 15 and 20. And we complained. Pipes were bursting, the yeah. rolling blackouts. So imagine getting down to zero uh, with snow on the ground in a place that doesn't have the equipment to remove the snow yeah. and to deal with that kind of cold. So it was just, um, by all standards, just an absolutely crippling, crippling snowstorm. And, I, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast. I'm never wishing for crippling cripple it bring it on but who wants to bring it on 1989 anybody just the two of us okay cool uh, we're okay Couple maybe three or four three okay. or four three cool. or four <laughs> uh anything about 1989 you want to add i kind of think we hit the big stuff i think so too i know for a fact with the crowd we have here tonight we're gonna have a lot of questions yeah i think we dive into it i think we dive in i can't get my phone to work how many people do we have on there uh 51 Hello, 51 beautiful Wrong people. Phone. Two years ago. Yeah. In the making. Uh, this has been a long time coming. Uh, I sound terrible. You really do. <laughs> and you don't look so hot. Thanks. Appreciate <laughs> it. What a pain. Uh, everyone in this room, WNBF viewers, 
you all are a part of that award. I, I seriously mean that. Uh, Jamie and I, when we started this, I think our goal was 10 viewers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We set seriously. a goal. I texted him. I said, how many people do you think will get to listen? Let's shoot for 10. And I still have that. Uh, so thank you all to everyone at home, everyone in the room, everyone at the bar. We'll hear them scream. Yeah, we'll hear them scream in just a second. Uh, but thank you all so much for that. That means the world to us. Yes, uh, thank, thank you. you. Seriously. So with that being said, we're going to have some fun tonight. Uh, Dennis, which we introduced earlier. You think Matt Stanley's still on? Um, Matt Stanley's probably watching. Who watched the episode with Matt Stanley, our boss? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Matt, I'll take the blame if not. Uh, Blatt, Matt, Dennis made custom Are You Serious cocktails. Yes. Yours, we we got to talk about it, Yours right? is? The seriously good old-fashioned. And mine is uh, Jamie's Clear Sky Cosmo. So how many people <laughs> have had the Andrews old-fashioned? Yes. Raise your hand. Yes. All, All right. right. We got a couple people. All right. Who had the Cosmo? Yes. All right. Well, the old the old fashioned one, but that's all right. Okay, that's all right. Cool. Uh, let's open the floor for questions. I want to go to one of our biggest supporters for this podcast. Yes. Uh, he's sitting to my right, Mark. I want to start with you. First off, thank you for listening to every episode. Uh, I don't know what you're going to ask. I'm a little <laughs> afraid. I don't have a computer a in front of me. You take it away, man. Jamie and Andrew, it's great. Thank oh. you, thank you all very much for what you do. Thank you. Uh, it, it's a joy, and uh, thank goodness for DVRs. Yes, because <laughs> we get to watch you all the time. All right, the question is not weather-related per se, as far as winter, but everybody experiences it. Here's the question: Why is there a noticeable drop in the ambient air temperature just before dawn? In virtually every day of the year, might not be every day, but most days, you're going to see anywhere from a two to five degree drop within the hour or two hours prior to dawn. Um, yes, yes, um, and we've actually really we see that a lot. We're at that time of the year where we see Especially that a lot. Air. So uh, I know when I was filling in with you for you Tuesday morning, I actually said a couple times on the air, uh, "It's 40 now in Myrtle Beach," but you mark my word, is this right at sunrise? We'll probably slip back into the 30s, and sure enough. We think think we did a three or four degree drop, yeah. um, and that's it's mainly a function of at night when you have those clear skies and calm winds. We call that radiational cooling. So basically, all the heat that the Earth holds onto during the day radiates back out into space. And the calmer your winds, the more calm and tranquil the atmosphere, the better you can radiate out that heat. Well, a lot of times it takes a good chunk of the night to get the atmosphere to really calm down to that point. Because even the, you may not feel a breeze, it's not like it's a windy night, but any kind of gentle motion in the atmosphere is really going to slow down that radiational cooling, as we call it. So it's usually about sunrise when the atmosphere really, there's a term for it, we say in the weather business, decouples. Yeah. Uh, where it sort of the, the you help me with my words here. I like decoupling. De, it's called Settles. decouples. Yeah, the atmosphere just it literally just sort of decouples, yeah. and you get that last minute. <clears throat> all right, we're getting rid of the last little bit of heat that we can get out, um, and so that's why you see that dip right at sunrise. This is the beauty of the weather podcast because I'm about to say something I would never say on TV. Uh, I now have Brooks. He's 13 months. When he has a tooth coming in or he's sick, I'm up all night, right? And the temperatures are kind of struggling all night. But eventually there's that time where Brooks says, all right, I've had enough. And he sits down and he, he relaxes. About 3 a.m. Yeah. Uh, same thing for temperatures. Sometimes, whether it be cloud cover or it be wind or it be uh, something as simple as maybe even a rain, uh, if you watch us on the morning, I say clouds are a blanket for us in the area. When we have those clear skies and calm winds, it's kind of like the atmosphere surrenders yeah. in a way. And it says, okay, I've had enough. I'm going to take a day off. So around 5, 6 a.m., it's the final dip. And then you get that sunlight to come in and start to warm us up. Uh, so it's the very end of night where you'll find our coldest temperatures. 
which is typically what we're first alerting to in the mornings. Yeah. So I hope that answers your question. Okay, cool. I Uh, use a parent analogy. Right, you you did. You did. As Uh, you were sipping on a drink. Right. Uh. Uh, I think our next question is for Rose. Rose. And if anyone else has a question, Mark has the mic ready to go. Let's go to Rose. Thank you for coming tonight, Rose. Of course. Thank you guys for everything that you do, for keeping us all weather aware. We love it. Um, my question just is kind of a, this. Is hail and sleet the same thing? Sleet is kind of wet ice. Hail is kind of a lot of wet ice formed into a ball. So is it the same thing? Not even remotely close. Um, in case you couldn't hear it, uh, she was asking basically the, the difference between sleet and hail. Both are basically little balls of ice, both kind of bounce around. Hail can be a lot bigger. Sleet typically tends to stay a lot smaller. Meteorologically, you cannot be more different than than sleet uh, and hail. So let's start with sleet. Everybody knows what sleet is, right? Yeah. It's not freezing rain. It's not snow either. We got that? We got that? Because a lot of people mix up sleet and freezing rain. Um, So sleet... Imagine the atmosphere in the winter. Uh, it's cold down here where we are, below freezing. It's cold up above, way below freezing. But in between, there's a little layer of temperatures above freezing. So you get a snowflake, starts falling out of the sky. It runs into, the, into this layer of the atmosphere that is above freezing. That snowflake melts into a raindrop. Well, as it starts to fall out of that layer of above freezing temperatures it's now in the air that's below freezing that raindrop simply refreezes and it forms a tiny little ice pellet that we call sleet sleet bounces around when it hits it kind of well a lot of people say it's a pinging or tinging it's sort of a ting ting ping ping sort of sound of sleet when it's falling yeah i love sleet i love it i love sleet it will Um, ruin your snow it'll ruin a snowstorm but i love sleet um so that is sleet Sleet, you have to have a wintertime air mass, a wintertime atmosphere in place. Hail is totally different. I'm going to let you take over hail since I did sleep. Well, I would basically say when uh, you have a severe thunderstorm or even a thunderstorm in the summer, hail and sleet are completely different climates. So he's covered sleet. Uh, when you have a building cumulonimbus cloud, if you remember a cloud episode, <laughs> hey, uh, you, have, <laughs> you have a building cumulonimbus cloud. You have a lot of ice particles in that cloud. So basically, as these ice particles bounce back and forth, eventually these clouds get so big they can't hold both the water and the ice. Uh, So what you get in the summertime is you get that hell to fall through when you have the big, towering cumulonimbus, borderline cumulus cumulonimbus clouds uh, that will fall. hell for south carolina june july i would even say may yeah august and even early september we get past september we're talking sleep we're starting to see those temperatures cool and at that point you're starting to see the cooler temperatures in the atmosphere uh you have to have really warm unstable atmosphere conditions for hell um which you do not get with sleep because you have that warm layer underneath the clouds. And the cool thing about hail is um, is it it takes a long time to form a hail stone, an individual ball of hail. It takes a long time to get one of those formed because as Forever. Andrew mentioned, you get, you know, you get that little particle, it freezes. Well, it starts to fall, but in an intense thunderstorm, the updraft will push it back up. Yep. So it goes back up into the cloud, it gathers another layer of ice. It falls. It gets picked back up, goes up in the cloud, another layer. It falls. And it continues that process until that hailstorm is big enough that the updraft in the thunderstorm can no longer push it back up, and it falls. Fascinating thing to do. If you're ever in a hailstorm, go grab one. Go grab a hailstone. Cut it in half. And what you will see are rings. Yep. Just like you will see if you were to cut a tree limb or a tree trunk you can count the rings in a hailstone and it will show you how many times it made the trip up and down through that thunderstorm 
And basically, that hillstone gets so big to where the cloud can't send it up. Right. The only way it could go back down is down. Now, what's crazy about that is that hellstone is typically big. But by the time it melts right. and gets down on the surface, that's where you have the pea, the golf ball, the tennis ball, whatever it is, size hell. Uh, but think about what that was at at the cloud base. And this is crazy. And, yeah, and that's amazing. And one of the other things that amazes me about hail is if you take – you'll. You hear us all the time, you know, sort of the most frequent hail term, golf ball size yeah. hail. So you take a golf ball size hailstone, the amount of energy in a thunderstorm that it takes to lift straight up a golf ball size hailstone is 100 miles per hour. That's crazy. So imagine an updraft in a thunderstorm. That's the air that's rising in a thunderstorm. It has to has to be rising at at least 100 miles per hour to produce a golf ball-sized hailstone. So imagine these places in Texas and Oklahoma, they get baseball and softball-sized hail. Uh, just absolutely, incredibly intense thunderstorms. Yeah, for sure. Great question, Rose. Oh, I love it. All right. Uh, let's go over. Remind me your name. I am so sorry. Uh, Matt. Matt. God, I was going to say Matthew. Uh, Matt, well, you have the next question. Yeah, I've read recently about sky, sky-worn uh, storm spotters. I was just wondering if there's any classes that have ever been held or are going to be held maybe in the future for that locally for that kind of uh, class. Matt, great question. Let's have a weather team meeting real quick. Yeah, we should do it. We should host a Skywarn. With an Are You Serious lunch in. Yeah. What do you think? Maybe we give away some coffee mugs. Yeah. Have some coffee mugs. Uh, so in case in case you're not familiar with Skywarn, um, Skywarn is sort of a, uh, a partnership with the National Weather Service where the National Weather Service meteorologists will hold classes to train you on spotting cloud types so that you know the difference between what a real funnel cloud looks like yeah. and what something that you might think is a funnel cloud is or how to identify visually wind speeds or wind damage or hail and what a skywarn if you are skywarn certified you can call up the national weather service give them your little skywarn number and your storm report will take much more precedence over joe blow from ainer no yeah. no worries rose <laughs> joe blow from ainer he had a big ainer yeah. Joe Blow from ainer who calls the national weather service and says i saw a tornado tornado but if you say, hi, my name is so-and-so, here's my Skywarn number, I'm calling to report a tornado touchdown, yeah. that report is going to get a lot more validity yeah. to the National Weather Service. And the National Weather Service does hold Skywarn training classes, I think, in the spring. I think in February we hold the Skywarn training at the studio. We have you all come. We have lunch. We do training. We get everybody Skywarn certified. And Deal. we go from there. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm about to get in trouble. Uh, Matt, we're going to have a very big 2024. Big. It's not like a politician. Yeah. Matt Stanley not- is sitting at home, <laughs> probably shivering. But 2024, I think, is going to be one for the record books for WNBF First Alert Weather. So, we're going to add that to the agenda. Uh, maybe spring. Yeah. We start that in the spring. Maybe we invite you all in for lunch. Uh, I would love that. I think that's a good time. Uh, we're going to have the NWS come in. Yeah. I can already see, And maybe we record a podcast. Oh, yeah, totally. So we'll get that good. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. Great question for sure. All right. Uh, um, I know the next question coming. Do you? It's for you. Let's go to George Pip. Uh-oh. Hey, George. Uh-oh. What do you got for Jamie? Oh. Uh- <laughs> Good luck, buddy. We have thunderstorms and hurricanes and... Yeah. Has Myrtle Beach ever had thunder snow? And if so, when? I I'm, told you he would know, by the way. So let's see. <laughs> March 1st, 1980. Told you. I told you. March 1st, 1980. Uh, another very impressive coastal Carolina snowstorm, uh, very unusually late in the season to be March 1st. 
that storm also sort of formed very similarly to the Christmas 89 storm in that it was low pressure that formed and rode up. But that area of low pressure was extremely intense, really intense area of low pressure. So it did produce uh, from just north of Charleston through the Grand Strand all the way up to Jacksonville and the Outer Banks of North Carolina periods of thunder snow. We were sort of on the tail end of that winter storm, uh, but if you were to go up Highway 17 about another 100 miles and ask anybody who lived there, what is the worst snowstorm you remember? They don't. 1989 doesn't even register with them because the March 1st, 1980 blizzard of eastern North Carolina was so incredibly intense. We're talking 24 to 36 inches of snow with thunder and lightning and legitimate blizzard conditions, 50, 60, 70 mile per hour winds. Uh, that one did produce thunder snow. Again, we were kind of on the tail end of that one. I think Myrtle Beach probably picked up maybe eight inches of snow out of that storm which I would, again, happily take, uh, but compared to up north of us, yes. But, yes, we have had thunder snow. Great question. He came to me when he arrived, and he said, hey, I know Jamie's the weather encyclopedia, but I think I got him beat tonight. And I said, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I don't know where the mic went next. No. Oh, God bless. Not for, no, Kristen. not for me. No, it's not for me. It's for me, hey, too. Hey, Kristen. Hi. Um, it's from YouTube. Rosalind Smith. How long is the cold going to last in December? Um, it's over tomorrow. Yeah, you take that. <laughs> <laughs> it's 65 tomorrow. It's 70 all weekend. I went 70 and sunny for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Um, but December is kind of one of our months, and every winter, every winter month around here is just, you know, it's it's highly variable. Even in our really cold winters, yeah. Here we have days where it's going to be 70. We just we we don't live in a place that gets consistently cold, you know. Uh next week looks chilly. Yeah. Um we'll see what happens after that, but I think we're just kind of up and down the rest of the month with I'll, rain in between. Sunday? Oh. Wet, windy, not That's over, about it. Not overly impressed with any kind of severe weather. We'll watch it, but at this point, meh. Tie down your inflatables. Yeah. Uh, I will say also, I'm going to double down. Yeah. On what I said earlier. Okay. We will have snow in Myrtle Beach late January, early February. I feel confident okay. about that. Okay. So, mark it down. Uh, also, you were right when it came to hurricane names. Yeah. For the season. Oh, I was all right I on was that one, one off. You were right on point. So, I'll probably lose this one, too. <laughs> uh, next question. Oh, God. Yeah, because okay. we don't need to hear from Darion. I see Darion. <laughs> grab the mic. <laughs> We're going to end the podcast before that. Uh, who's got it? Judy? All right, let's go to Judy. Judy, what's up? Okay, here we go. Uh-oh. <laughs> what I don't understand, and this is for you, Matt, and also for Jamie. When they, when they state that there are multiple storms in one storm, how do you detect that? Like what? Multiple like if it's a thunderstorm and like multiple tornadoes within a thunderstorm uh, or yes yeah. multiple oh. multiple storms and they claim Oof. it's a killer storm a14 uh <laughs> we're gonna extend this to 10 yeah um, now come on now i got so this no no that's it's channel. just yeah we're just trying to think of the way to kind of <laughs> judy i love you not put dairy on to sleep <laughs> you've been here for from episode one to episode 34 <laughs> We could have started with this question at 7.30 yeah. and still been on this question. Well, what really got me was the killer score. At 8.15. Uh, sheesh. Um, all right, let's, let's do it this way. Whoa. As I can't <laughs> you need, talk. You need another old-fashioned. <laughs> Where's Dennis? Dennis. Um, all right. I'm going to go this way. You might go a different. Okay. Which is what I love about this podcast. Um, Judy. Yeah. I've had three old fashions. All right. Um, <laughs> when you come to a thunder... Well, let's go to Sunday, for instance. Let's think of it as Sunday. Jamie sent me a text on Tuesday when I was sick. And he said, hey, I think we may need to go red when it comes to the forecast for 
this upcoming Sunday, and we talked about it. At that point, I was bored, so I was very happy to have something to talk about. There's nothing on Netflix. Um, but with that being said, the larger scale atmosphere, 500 millibars, let's start there, has a big influence on what you will see for the day. Judy, you're making us work. Um <laughs> Did Matt tell you about this conversation? I, I'm waiting on you to bring okay, an answer because cool. <laughs> I'm about to go to sleep. Judy basically <laughs> asked, hey, when do we see multi-storm cells, especially tornadoes? Um, I will go ahead and tell you if you're a weather enthusiast, if you were to take the jet stream and basically put it on an XY axis. Andrew. Jamie. Andrew. How, how else would you describe it? I'm just waiting on you to get through it. Go ahead. <laughs> if the jet room is leaned back, there's a little bit better ingredients for some wind shear. Yeah. And some instability. Yeah. And everything. For instance, this Saturday, we don't have any of that. No. Like, the severe weather threat for Sunday would be very minimal. Now, Saturday, it's a little bit more mature. Yeah. Saturday, there might be a couple tornadoes across the area. In, or in the, in the west. South, not here. Yeah, yeah not here. Um, but basically, it comes down to the jet I really believe the jet stream is everything. What is wrong? No, no, no nothing. I get it. I get How it. do you describe But also, that? I'm just trying to make sure that we're answering the right question. Multiple also, tornadoes, right? Also, you can get... Judy doesn't even know you the can, answer. So you can get, and the way I t took the question was, you can get multiple tornadoes from a single thunderstorm. Yeah, supercell. And the way that happens is you can almost imagine uh, if you take a bath, you pull the plug in your bathtub, and you see that little little funnel that forms as the water's going down the drain. That funnel is not steady state. It will spin, and then it will kind of wobble around then it'll tighten up and spin it again and kind of wobble around and it'll keep doing that process what a rotating thunderstorm does is literally the exact same thing so a single thunderstorm can produce multiple tornadoes not usually at the same time but what happens is it'll the rotation will tighten up you'll get a tornado that one weakens there's a little break. Here comes the next one as the storm is moving along. So a single thunderstorm can drop individual tornadoes. You all right? You good? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I went a different way. You went a different way. Yeah. But it was still good. Yeah. And you well, got us home. I quit. Darion. Darion. Thank Hello. you, by the way. Darion. Darion, hey. what are you going to ask? First of all, Andrew, welcome to Lombardo's. And, Jamie, thank you for what coming you back welcome? to my I've spot. I've been here before. So you know? I, I don't know if y'all know the story about okay. me and Darion and Lombardo. Can I ask my question first before you go it's on about 820. that? <laughs> hey, time out real quick. Before Darion speaks, it's 820 to all our virtual listeners. We're going to be here a while. All right, yeah. Darion, let's go. Oh, my God. All right, so as soon as I sat down and uh -oh. sat next to Rose, one of our top viewers, yes. uh -oh. she asked me, what is weather every seven minutes? So... Would you like to explain what is weather every seven minutes that we've been seeing since Monday oh. on WMBF News Today? You want me to take it? I'll take it. All right. It is new. I'm out. All right. I'll take this. Great question, Rose. Thanks for asking, Darion. Uh, I'm going to have a bite while you do that. <laughs> please, that chicken, it <laughs> that looks, looks so looks poor really good. after yeah, you Yeah, so for everyone tuning in virtually, we still have 60-plus viewers, which is crazy. Um, our campaign for 2024 is to give you more, okay? I know that sounds cliche. Uh, <laughs> Jamie filled on for me on Tuesday, and we'll go to him here in a second. But starting this week and from now on, you will get a forecast every seven minutes now let me tell you it is a blessing and a curse i love it i think it makes the show a little bit faster however we don't catch a break at all no <laughs> so monday we started with darion uh we've been pushing the first alert brand a lot in fact many of you probably have seen the first alert like we've been seeing it more than often 
Um, but this week we started the every seven minutes. Um, every seven minutes has been a whirlwind. I started it Monday. I was under the weather. I'm still under the weather. Jamie filled in on Tuesday. I was exhausted. <laughs> that show starts at 5, and at 7 o'clock, I was like, what did I just do? It is it is crazy, but it's fast-paced. You I get, get it. You get the weather. Viewers yeah. want weather every morning. 100%. And it was amazing. Can we expound on it just a second? Because I think there are times when you might have weather every on the 7s or on the 4s or whatever, but this is not that. This is every seven minutes, correct? Yeah. So you guys have some yeah. kind of a timer going on? Well, like, uh, oh, it's six minutes and 42 <laughs> seconds? I mean, that's, well, yeah, that's yeah, Anya. Anya, so, Anya, Anya yeah, does Anya, that. the producer's here. We had Anya on episode, like, 20-something. Uh, her and Matt, which was also on a recent episode, kind of said, hey, we need to upper weather. Like, at yeah. the end of the day, we know the morning is tough. We know many of you are going and getting going and about to head out the door. And at one point, there was about 13 minutes from first weather, which is what an inside term would be, to the main forecast. So how can we separate that up? All right, let's call it weather every seven minutes. And boy, I'm tired. It's, it is exhausting. It is. It is. But it's also fun and it's fast paced and it keeps the show moving along. And and honestly, you know, there. Local news has changed so much. A lot. In the past, well, you know, you can go back 50 or 60 years. Even but, five years. But you consider the last, like, 20 or 30 years especially. And the number one reason that people watch local news is for weather. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to we're trying to give them what you want. You know, I, I'm sorry, Darion and Lauren, but. Uh, you know. <laughs> So, George asks, does that affect you for radio? Easy radio, 100 point, whatever, five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I love radio, but it's a pain. Yeah, radio's a, yeah, radio's a pain. Um, it does not affect us for radio. It may in the future. I hope not. We've got our plate filled. And with 2024, we've been talking. Um, you're going to see more of this. Um, in a different setting. So uh, a lot more weather, a lot more coming your way, whether that be uh, on the First Alert Weather app, whether that be on Facebook, Twitter, Are You Serious, or so on, uh, you'll be seeing a lot. We're going to give you probably more than you want. Uh, you'll are here on uh, Thursday night. Yeah. So maybe not. Uh, but you're going to get a lot of Jamie and Andrew and if you're happy, cool. <laughs> if not, I get it. Uh, yeah, even even more. Mark, <laughs> hopefully, on, Mark. hopefully the uh, might have been better. Uh, any more questions before we? Oh God! Bless. Oh gosh! I have a Dennis Cameron. Yes. All right. So there's a very large weather conference coming up next year. Mm. Yes. What is the number Let's one? Go. What's the number one topic that you're looking forward to, and who is the number one person that you're looking forward to meeting? You uh, start. And yeah. Finish. So, in case you haven't heard or read or whatever, the um, American Meteorological Society. So that's basically the sort of the the biggest group of the weather biggest. professionals uh, in the world, basically. Uh, the broadcast section of the American Meteorological Society. Uh, is going to be having their annual meeting in Myrtle Beach in June. So basically, every major television meteorologist from pretty much every city in the country uh, is going to be here for five or six days uh, learning the newest techniques, learning everything, and we're working on some big plans for that week. Um, we can say a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're we're thinking we're thinking a live podcast yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, obviously, we want to talk to the people that – you want to hear from yeah. so if we can snag jim cantori for an interview on the podcast we're going to do it let's go because who doesn't love to talk about jim cantori you yeah. know uh there's some other people that we may try to snag for uh for a, an episode of are you serious but uh that's going to be really fun we're planning on being out there pretty much every day having a great time with it hanging out with a bunch of colleagues and learning some stuff and probably having some fun the fact that they picked myrtle beach yeah is perfect for yeah. us uh, also cameron i'm excited for Social media and the mis 
interpretation into the data. Yes. I'm going to fire some shots. Yeah. Uh, while we're here, Mitch West we had last week. Yep. Fantastic. If you all don't follow Mitch, you definitely need to follow. Love Mitch. There's a lot of people in the business right now, especially weather, that are complete yep. Yep. trash. Uh, that's the nice way to say it. But basically, we're going to spend season three, my vision, even Jamie's vision, is highlighting people who do really good work, really high-quality content, whether that be photography, whether that may be forecasting, whether that might be podcasting, whether that might be what I need to know. Season 3 is going to be dedicated to that. So when you talk about that, I think about social media hype. I'm pumped to sit down with some of the people who are the brains and really operations of yeah the good stuff happening in yeah. weather because there's a lot of other people, bad there's stuff. a lot of other people that are a whole lot smarter than us and do a lot more than we do yeah and yeah. are good at it. <laughs> and they're really good at it we're just kind of figuring out it as we go oh man as we go great question i could spend forever oh anya does anyone else have a question other than anya all right let's do two more and then we got a gift exchange. we've got gifts to do yeah, let's go um, to Anya. There's been a request to go back to the Lombardo story about you and Darion. Oh, yeah. Who requested that? Dennis. No, no. Darion's not allowed to have the mic because he can't input. <laughs> You've already had your question. So, uh, fun story about myself and if Lombardo. Darion and Jamie are not of the morning news tomorrow. <laughs> you know why. So, I started, I rolled in here. I don't know, two and a half, three years ago for the first time. Where's Dennis? Was out one night and came in and was like, oh, this place is great. And started coming back, became a regular. Oh. I had known Dennis, the bartender, for a while. Um, and just this just became my regular hangout. And I invited Darion and Lauren a couple of times. We had a great time, had a couple of great nights. Well, then one Friday night I came in and Dennis said, yeah, Darion was in here the other night and he couldn't even enjoy his drink because everyone was so happy to see him all of his viewers were coming up and taking pictures and he was having the best time and uh claimed his spot at the end of the bar and um this is my bar darion this is uh this is my spot let's settle it right this now this is uh this is <laughs> this is my spot but uh, we've had some, we've had some good times here, but uh, so Darion, again, like I told you earlier today, um, when you can maybe host your own event or podcast here, then we'll talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> until then, until then, cheers. <laughs> you got anything to say, Darion? I'm okay. You're still mine. All right. All right. You know. All right. You can <laughs> Let's go to Emily, our evening executive producer. Emily, you got a question? I mean, I was being slightly sarcastic, um, but I do. I, this is something I find really interesting, and I think everyone else will too. Jamie, yeah. you have this. Speaking of the AMS, you have this little chip yeah. underneath your lower. Talk to us a little bit about what that process is to learn, because it's not an easy thing to get that. Um, it's not, but I'm going to tell you a secret about mine. What she, you can tell TV people because we speak in TV and we don't realize when we're not. So what a lower is <laughs> for everybody who doesn't know what a lower is. So when any of us come on TV, that little banner across the bottom that says our name and beside my name, you'll see approved by the American Meteorological Society. It's just a tiny little AMS symbol. Well, you can go through the process if you're a broadcast meteorologist, of getting your forecast approved, literally the seal of approval from the American Meteorological Society. To do that uh, requires sending in uh, tapes of what you've done, your work, meeting all of their requirements, a written test. Uh, it's a hardcore deal. It's really hard now, and I'm going to let you all in on a little secret. I was one of the very last people <laughs> who ever got in the easy way. Oh, um, it's impossible. Back, this was back in, two, I think I've had my seal since 2002 or three. 
I think it was 2004 or five that they really even up the standards even more mm-hmm. uh, for getting your seal of approval. Thankfully for me, they kind of grandfathered all of us old folks in <laughs> and let us keep our seal. So I still have my AMS seal of approval, but it's it's literally, um, I don't know, think of it like the Better Business Bureau. So yes, you can trust this one. This is, this is legitimately uh, certified. The American... Weather Association also has a similar uh, system. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you, I don't have any of that <laughs> at all. Uh, it's a hard process. It is. It is not easy. And I was actually, I had to do it twice. The first two times I failed. The third yeah. time I, I got it. Also, uh, how many people know about the AMS seal? Raise your hand. It what, was really couple, big okay, back in the 90s. Percent. Late 90s, early 2000s. It was. That's when it really held a lot yeah. of importance. It doesn't really hold as much weight as it used to. I'm happy I have it, but it's not, you know, there's some, like we saw with Mitch West, there's amazing meteorologists. That don't have a degree. Who don't have a degree or a seal. So, you know. Any more questions? Want to make sure our end. You want presents? All right. So, uh, we figured it's Christmas. I didn't hold back. I hope you didn't either. No, I I know we got Christmas presents coming. I'm I'm Um, concerned that we bought each other. They're identical. This is mine, right? I guess. Emily wrapped it. I'll be honest with you. She said, if you don't want the bow, I'll take it back. And this is. But if you want the bow, then you can keep it. I mean, they look like the exact same box. They look identical. Identical. And I know how we think. We almost wore the exact same shirt. Did we get the same thing? No? Okay. No, we're good. We didn't? No. All right, so we're going to do this. So this is our Christmas? Yeah, well, we're, you got another gift, too. Do, which one do but I open it's first? It's from Emily and I. I would open that one first. This one? So I figured, since our Are You Serious? What are you laughing at? Nothing. I sound like Donald Duck. You do. No. Uh, our Are You Serious listeners know we love our cocktails. So I figured we would include them in, and that's a hint to your gift. You open this first. This, this one? Yeah. This one's first. This one. Well, why don't we go together? Okay. Let's go together. So I'm gonna. You want this bow, or can I rip it? Um, I don't want it, and take it home to Emily. Well, there we go. I I can't get into this one. We'll exchange bows. Did you wrap this? I did. Emily did that for me. I did. All right. All right. We got red wrapping paper. I'm describing for the Spotify people. Oh, Spotify people. Yeah. If you're listening to this a day late. Great looking box. Welcome in. This is the quiet, quietest everybody has been. There's the J.B. Arnold look. Glass the sound of the nose. You got to read it? Oh, my gosh. Did you take this? Did I what? Do we got scissors or a knife? We don't need scissors. Just We're start good. pulling. Sorry, look at Mark. Hey. <laughs> That's a former police officer for you. <laughs> With some seriously good cocktails, we don't need that. All right, you go first. Oh, well, I'm trying. I'm doing the best I can. Jamie, here. this is so awkward and embarrassing with a whole room of people watching. I guess I could just. Look at the bottom this is that. from Emily and I. She made sure to say that it was her name too, not just amazing, me. amazing. So everybody can see what my cocktail of choice is tonight: the Cosmo, the Clear Skies Cosmo. So, from Andrew, beautiful oh. set of four. Oh. Linux, I love it. You are a kind, kind man. Now can I open the other one? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do that while you struggle with your okay. uh, thing over there. Should, Should I be careful might, with this? We might be here for breakfast. The way at the rate you're going. We'll take eggs. Is there something in this? Yes. <laughs> oh, I see what this is. There's a box with inside a box. That I have to unwrap. I don't even know if I can hold this up on, on a podcast. Why not? Open it up. I mean, everybody can figure it out. It's what goes in the um, martini. martini glasses. Hey. You are a kind, kind man, and I do appreciate it. And hopefully those are correct because I didn't open them to check. So What do you mean correct? Just look at it. Oh, shut up. <laughs> this is Andrew's Seriously Good Old Fashioned. The drink of the night. <laughs> the drink of the night. And there's a two-pack in there. Yep, so Thank two, you, kind sir. Two of your uh, Seriously 
good old-fashioned drinks. To your martini. Two martinis and old-fashioned cheers. Any other questions before we close the night? We did. We did. Isn't that sad? We are the same people as we were getting ready for this afternoon. <laughs> You're going to say that? Andrew was like, what are you wearing? And as I'm a little bit festive. He was like, are you wearing your red and green plaid shirt? And I'm like, maybe. He said, okay, I'm on my way. I just got to get my hair perfect. Again, same people, same gifts. We are the same. It's not the same. It's not exactly the same, but it's, uh, and it's pretty close. I almost wore a button down like that. I'm sure. Brown. Yeah. yeah. But my wife dressed me, so, so here we are. Thank you all so much, and thank you. This has been so much fun. A ton of fun. Let me go ahead and just, I'll open the floor to you. To me. Season three. Season three. What do you envision? Because I picture a lot. Um, it's it's going to be a lot. You've uh, alluded to some more fun things that are coming in 2024. We need people. We do, Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of guests lined up. Uh, that we're excited about. Um, I think we're going bigger in 2024, uh, which is kind of what Andrew and I love to do. We just love to keep sort of pushing the limits and the boundaries of, legally, of, but... of what we what we want to do. So, uh, and keep growing the audience. I'm ready to see a paycheck from YouTube. Oh, but to us, that would be nice. Yeah. I know we'll never see it. The yeah, station never. will get it and buy us hopefully coffee mugs. Uh, but if I could just see a check. From YouTube, working circulating through WMBF News, that would be nice. Um, when? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when? when do you when when do the mugs coming? No, no, no. When, do the, when is the first episode? We don't know. We It'll, don't know. We um, have the episodes planned, but we don't know the episode. Knowing us, we'll, knowing us, will be ready in like January. Like, okay, let's let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> the so, fourth. Yeah. So I'm thinking probably mid January. Yeah. Just we we'll just kind of give everybody a little chance to settle down and okay. get back I, in. I, and I, give Anya a break. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead and say, WMBF table, you're in the back if you're watching at home, whatever. How many of you would consider Jamie and I a little bit of a workaholic? Raise your hand. Okay, yeah. No. So, oh, we sweet. care. We, All right, Darion. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> we care so much about this product that I think we work a little too much. Uh, so, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Yeah. We'll slide into the new year. Yeah. And uh, in 2024, you'll see more. You're going to see more. That's you're going to see quote. Yeah, you're going to see more and more of us and more of the podcast and more of a little bit of everything. So, um, again, none of this would have been possible without all of you, the diehard fans uh, who are here. I was just thinking, I'm going to say this real quick. Ending this podcast is always so hard. It's so tough. many of these people that I've met in this room, I knew before the podcast. So, Mark, uh, believe it or not, picked me up at the station one night, uh, was my Uber driver. Uh, struck up a conversation, had an amazing conversation, um, went to your granddaughter's, you, uh, contacted me and said, come wish my granddaughter happy birthday at her birthday party. So I came out and saw Miss you Judy. and did that. Miss Judy. So here you are. Of course, we all know Rose and so many people just kind of meeting through the way and through all of this. So it's been, it's been fantastic and we love you all so much. Yeah, we do. We love you. We we started with a goal of uh, ten people. Ten people. We ended season two with over three thousand. Uh, here's to season three. To season three. To, to happy holidays. Three. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you all. And we'll see you soon. Have a good one. Good night. Thank you for tuning in.